He'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Oh, gracious Father in heaven, we thank you again for a new week upon us, oh God. And we thank you for last week, a week that was not promised, Lord, but you saw us through. And here we are on the precipice of a new week. Sunday morning, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, your grace. You've been an awesome God, Lord, and keeping us safe thus far, keeping our minds and our hearts and our spirits and our bodies, Lord, and as well as they can be. Even though we may be going through some things, Lord, in life, difficulties that arise, oh God, we still give you glory and praise because you said you work it out for our good in your glory. Bless us now, Lord, and increase our faith. Increase our hope, trust in you. Being the magnificent God that you are. Bless this weak, feeble servant that I am, Lord. And we ask you for divine grace and power, Lord, to say a word. That someone may be helped, brought out, break through, break away, break out, or whatever they need. Oh, God, we love you, and we praise your name. I let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. Oh, my Savior, my Redeemer. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Glad to be with you once again with a few minutes with Pastor Mac on this Sunday morning. Uh, I know two weeks ago I uh, gave you the text, Psalm number 69, verse 30. And uh, as we begin this new series, Faithful in Thanks Living, uh, for the month of November, uh, Faithful in Thanks Living. Uh, Psalm 69 and 30. Uh, the third Sunday for next week is pastor's anniversary. We'll be celebrating eight years. And uh, so we won't be uh, podcasting on next week. But the week after next, Colossians 3.15. For those of you who keep up and who tune in and I would like to get ahead and study uh, Colossians 3 and 15. But today's Psalm number 69, uh, verse 30, and I'll be reading two translations this morning, uh, just for emphasis sake and just for uh, context. Um, Psalm number 69 and 30, CSB translation reads, I will praise God's name with song and exalt him with thanksgiving. 
The Message Bible said, let me shout God's name with a praise and song. Let me tell his greatness in a prayer of thanks. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for him. Ever. I just want to tag this text, this podcast this morning, a few minutes with Pastor Mac. Let's start this thing all over again. Let's start this thing all over again. Most people get to where they want to go by car. The power, the force in the car takes them where they want to go. All the person has to do is position themselves correctly. In other words, if the car is in the garage and if the person is in the house, they may have what they need to make the trip, but they will not be located in the right relationship to it. The problem is not the individual's inability to make the trip. The problem is that they are not in correct relationship to the thing designed to bring them to a certain location. Many times we stay stuck in the Christian life because we are not in the right relationship to the provision, to the force, to the engine designed to get where God wants us to be. It's not how we don't, it's not that we don't have the power uh, of the know of the guidelines. The The interesting thing about grace is that God has put the motor inside you. It's called the new nature. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The motor has already been planted inside of you. All we have to do is be in alignment. Have you ever noticed uh, worry and worship have the same prefix? Worry is worshiping the problem. Worry is misguided worship. Worry is allowing your emotions to focus on what needs to be done and what's not getting done. Worship allows your spirit to focus on what has been done in Christ and that the best is yet to come through him. David began Psalm 69 with complaining about his great distress and the trouble he has had and begs God to help him. David was working to keep a right relationship with God. He begins the Psalm with complaints of his grief, but concludes with holy joy and praise. David laments his circumstances and calls out to God for salvation. This psalm gives extensive expression to one of the major themes of the psalms, undeserved suffering. He pours out his heart to God and asks God to ease his burden. He confesses that he's been foolish and that his sins have been serious and that he can hide those sins from God. He was overwhelmed like a man sinking in deep waters. He couldn't get free and the water was about to cover his head. Somebody out there may understand what That means, unable to help himself, he was looking for his God. His enemies were more numerous than he could count, and they had no legit reason for persecuting him. Time won't permit me to go in there, but sometimes you just catch hell just because. There's no rhyme or reason to it, but you just catching it. And here David is admitting that he has, there is no legit reason for his persecution by the persecutors, his enemies, his haters. And although David recognizes he is a sinful man, he knows that personal sin was not the cause of his plight. He was suffering for righteous reasons, which is the only kind of suffering God wants us to undergo. Time won't permit me to go deeper right there, but can I put this in? Sometimes you cause your stuff, and sometimes stuff just gets on you. And David was saying, I hadn't done anything recently or 
uh, to have all these haters, enemies undergo, undergo persecution of me. But this is because of my faith in Christ that things just happen <laughs> for righteous reasons. First Peter 3, 17 reads, for it's better to suffer for doing good. That should be God's will than, than for doing evil. His enemies included, now, now get this, the enemies included his own family members. His son Absalom had chased him down trying to kill him. Judges at the city gate and drunkards. Thus he was assailed from every direction causing him to mourn, fast, and wear sackcloth. But he then concludes this psalm with joy and praise. He wrote that he will magnify him, he will praise him with thanksgiving. Oh, my brothers and sisters, we got to have a mind and a heart like David. We got to try to make sure we keep our mind focused on what God is doing and not what's happening to us and being done to us. That's why David said we got to start this thing over again. I got to remember to praise him despite my circumstances and my difficulties. Well, how do you do that? How, how do you says in the text, Psalm number 6930, that he could do first? He said, I will praise his name. Choosing to praise and magnify the Lord. Choosing to do that. That's the choice that we have. That's the choice that we should make. Praise and magnify the Lord. They are the same in this sense, in the syn synonymous that the word magnify can be used in two different senses. Uh, when you magnify, it can mean make something appear greater than it is. The one makes a small thing look bigger than it is. The other makes a big thing begin to look as big as it really is. Well, you know, a magnifying glasses and a microscope do small, tiny objects. It magnifies them to a certain size. But telescopes already take something big and magnifies them larger. Well, can I propose this to those under the sound of my voice that God is already big because he is a big God, but we can magnify him to be bigger. And that's what we should be doing in the world today. We should be magnifying God to show that he's bigger than other folks' problems. He's bigger than the circumstance. He's bigger than, and we go through this. We repetitive. It's all right. We're magnifying the Lord. He sure can take whatever we got and make it small because he is big. And I will make a big God begin to look as big as he really is. We are not called to be microscopes, but we are called to be telescopes to magnify God. In all that we do. And there's a good reason that human beings by nature do not want to magnify God with thanksgiving or glorify him. The reason is that it detracts from our own glory. And all people by nature love their own glory more than the glory of God. I, time will permit me to go deeper than that. That narcissistic thinking, that egotism, that self, uh, selfish attitude, that ingratitude we have toward God. We're not recognizing that it's all because of him. And we will thank God regardless of what comes into our lives. We keep bitterness at bay. When we thank God that instead of uh, regardless of what comes on in our life, we are magnifying him. We cannot be both thankful and bitter at the same time. It's not that we are grateful for tragedy, but we can be thankful for God for who God is, even in the midst of tragedy. Preach, Pastor Mac. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, no matter what's going on, be thankful for God, who he is. When you're stressed out, 
it's hard to be thankful. Maybe the pressures from mom and daddy, friends, seem overwhelming and it makes you want to give up. But when you start to feel like that, one of the best things you could do is start to be thankful. Because when you start thanking him, he sustains us and gives us strength to endure. We thank him for his promise that all things will work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Well, number two, I will sing exaltations to him. That verse with some, the part B, 30B says, with song and exalt him. David loved worshiping the Lord with music. In Psalm 69, 30, David declared his intent to praise the name of God with a song. This indicated his desire to write a song and sing a song that lifted up the wonderful character of God's name. I will praise God's name and song and glorify him with thanksgiving. I love this, that this verse is song. I'm so passionate about worshiping God and there's power when we do so, when we worship God in a passionate way. It removes doubt. It removes fear. It removes uh, uh, um, independence because we should depend on God. It, it removes uh, um, um, things in our life that, should, that would hinder us from being ever so close to God. There's power in that. There's power in that. So much power that it's a weapon of warfare you can use during difficult seasons. Just try a little song. The song ain't got to be out loud. You just have a song in your heart. You you just be ready to sing a song instead of be, be caught up in your dreariness. You be ready to sing a song instead of be caught up in your depression. Be be ready to sing a song instead of being in, in disgustness. You should have a song ready to sing because it is a battle of warfare. It's a weapon. Yeah, yeah. When you're waiting on God to move, right? while you're waiting on prayers to be answered, right? While you're waiting on stuff to get out the way, you you should be worshiping. That means you may be singing a song while you wait. Yeah, I told you that waiting season, sometimes you need to be getting strong. It's a point to that waiting season because God is using that to exercise some power, some strength in your life that you may need for something else. It also says, uh, you read this text. One of the reasons God is not pleased with the offering of ox or bull or goat was that the giver of them thought that his gift was enriching God, was supplying some deficiency. What are you talking about, preacher? I mean, so when you sing songs and praise God and thankful to God, it's something that you have a choice to do. But those gifts and offerings, sometimes people give and still do now. They gave because they thought they were helping God. Now that's the oxymoron, right? How can we help God? <laughs> yeah, we. We, yeah, uh, that's, that's hilarious. That, that's, that's funny. That's why the last verse in Psalm number 50 said, he, he who brings thanksgiving as his sacrifice honors me. That, that tells us right there that God looking and longing for our praise. God is looking and longing for us to do what he has commanded us to do. Humble ourselves before him and give him glory and praise. Positioning our heart to be open to his word, taking focus off ourself and focusing on what really matters. I'm rewind, press play on that one again. Focusing off ourself and focusing on what really matters, him. Come to the cross with a clear conscience. Confess your sins to the Lord. Give up whatever is burdening you. Burden you down. 
he can take it and get rid of it. <laughs> and we must understand that he can take care of our problems. We just got to start this thing over again. Some of us were being strong when we had less. Some of us were being stronger, less attitudinal, when we had to pray for some things in our life. But God has blessed us. We've forgotten how to praise him. We've forgotten how to give thanks to him. But we must consider that we've lost the focus of the Lord. So thirdly and lastly, that 30C with thanksgiving. The last point, I will give thanks to him. May I add for all he's done. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanks. And David was saying as he gave thanks, his confidence increased. And that's a good thing to know that when we obey, obey God, we gain trust. When we obey God, we gain confidence that nothing in this world can do anything to us. So, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth to all generations. Thankfulness keeps our hearts in the right relationship to the giver of all good gifts. We tend sometimes to focus on what we don't have. By giving thanks continually, we are reminded of how much we do have. When we focus on blessings, Rather than wants, we are happier when we start thanking God for the things we usually take for granted. Our perspective changes. We realize that we could not even exist without the merciful blessings of the Lord. We can have thankful hearts toward God. Even we don't feel thankful for the circumstance. We can grieve and still be thankful. We can hurt and still be thankful. We can be angry at sin and still be thankful to the Lord our God. That's what the Bible calls a sacrifice of praise. Giving thanks to God keeps our hearts in right relationship with him and saves us from a host of harmful emotions and attitudes that will rob us of the peace God wants us to have. First Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. John 3.30 says, and the Bible says, he must increase, but I must decrease. Our own writer for today in Psalms number 34 and 3 said, oh magnifier the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy and righteous name. I know he did it. Yes, he did. I know that the Lord can work it out for you and me. Won't he do it? 
won't God do it? And how do I know he will? Because on a Friday night, they marched him up Calvary's hill, nailed him to an old rugged cross. He died, he died, he died. To the soldiers said, surely this must be the son of God. They took him off that cross, put him in a borrowed tomb. But on the third day, Sunday morning, he rose from the grave with all power in his hand. And if I keep on praising him, thanking him for all he's done, he will Make waves out of no ways. Pull me through situations that I thought had me bound. He is a good God. He's a keeper. Invitation is extended now. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, if you would like to get to know him better, uh, and get saved, allow him to come into your life, simply say this prayer. Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again. On the third day, I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as A, B, C, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org, or you may go simply to our website, www.houseofpraisepp.org, contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ. We love you to life we look forward to hearing from you Thank you again for listening to our podcast we hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I made it.